in the darkness as black as could be. And my heart felt alone, and I cried, Oh Lord, don't hide your face from me. Hold my hand all the way, every hour, every day, from here to the grave, unknown. Take my hand, let me stand where no one stands. to call my home, but I don't know a thing in this whole wide world that's worse than That's a good song with a tremendous message, isn't it? What a great message. Well, take your Bibles today, tonight, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. We're going to close down our series on the workplace. And uh, that question we've been asking all along, or that series, what should be my attitude toward my job and my employer? Tonight we close it down. And we're going to close it down with a question again, a final question. What should I consider when looking for employment? What should I consider when looking for employment? Or basically, what do I need to do as I search for a job, if indeed that's what I'm going to do? And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, just for a few moments. And again, we want to begin with our passage here in the book of Luke chapter 2, verse 52. It says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And we've spent a long time dealing with this issue and a number of weeks, and, and nothing's changed. The fact is, is that even as Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, or excuse me, wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man, we ought to be doing the same thing. And uh, that means at the workplace as well. 
And so we need to be striving to get along with people and make that happen. And we said right off the bat that all saved people are really called to full-time Christian service. And so whether you're at home or whether you're on the job, you're already on the clock, so to speak, full-time in the Christian life. And so today as we close this series down, we want to ask the question, what should I consider when looking for employment? And so I'm going to give you just a couple of things. I'm sure there's a number of other things we could discuss, and I'm sure you may have a few that you could even insert and then put as well. But tonight we're just going to consider four thoughts. And so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer, and we'll move along tonight. Father in heaven, we come to you. Thank you, Father, for just the opportunity that we have to gather here again this evening. Lord, to take just a few moments and to open up your word and to be encouraged by it. Thank you for the people of God and thank you for just more importantly you. We're so thankful that you are alive and well and that you have no beginning and no end, that you are God. And, and, and as God, you came to earth and became a man. I, I don't get it all. I don't understand it all, Lord. But what I do know is what your word teaches. And I thank you for being uh, perfect in this world and living a sinless life and dying for our sin on Calvary to pay for it. We're so grateful, and tonight as we kick off 2019, Lord, may every word that comes from this pulpit, Father, bring glory to you, and Father, may every listening ear bring glory to you, and throughout this year, may we truly seek to bring, Father, truly bring glory to you and honor to you and magnify and exalt you in everything we say and do. Lord, we'll bless you. We'll thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. All right, so what should I consider when looking for employment? Well, first of all, I'm going to really kind of answer those with questions. Have you taken the matter to God in prayer? You know, if you're looking for employment, there's a couple things we need to do. And one of them is we need to take the matter of God to prayer, uh, take this matter to God in prayer. And that's important. And I know some everybody's going, well, that's, uh, we get that. We know that already. You're not telling us nothing we don't know. I'm sure I'm not. But I do want to share just a couple of things about prayer tonight, real basic, that address this or deal with this. And, and, and so I think maybe it'll be helpful, I hope. If not, that's all right, too. It'll be a refresher, a reminder. Uh, again, the, the key to learning is repetition, so we want to make sure we don't forget some things. James chapter 1, verse 5. Why in the world would we want to pray? Do we need to pray about everything? Well, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Boy, if we're going to find the right job and be right where God wants us to be, because remember, the workplace is a mission field for us. The workplace is a place where we can reach out and make an impact, a difference in the lives of people. And if that's the case, then we need to be right where we're supposed to be. Even as important as it is for a missionary to be in the right field at the right time in the right place, we also need to be at the right place at the right time, so to speak. So, you know, as you go to work, you need to realize this is my mission field. Well, if you're going to change jobs or you're thinking about moving on to another job, then you need to be praying and asking God for wisdom because where you land is important. You want to be right where God wants you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, turn there, would you please? Great passage concerning prayer. You may have it memorized, and if you do, that's wonderful. If not, it's a passage that is worthy of being memorized, that's for sure. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. It says, be careful for nothing. Well, right there already, I'll tell you what, there's conviction there on me right there. Be careful for nothing. 
If that just means don't let things get to you, don't let them weigh heavy on you, don't let them bother you, don't let them uh, cause you to fret or worry or be concerned, boy, I'll tell you what, mm, boy, that's a constant battle, isn't it? Because there's so many things in life that weigh us down. But be careful for nothing. He says, what's the remedy? How do you be careful of nothing? Well, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When it's all said and done, what we want is a peace that surpasses human wisdom, a peace that goes beyond the natural to the supernatural. We want a peace that, that, that says no matter what comes our way, we can be confident and sure that God is in it all. And that, that, that we're right where he wants us to be. And uh, I like that passage. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, so many times it, we're probably guilty of not praying as much as we ought to. Let's be honest. We probably ought to be praying a lot more than we do. And uh, yet we wonder why we lack the peace that God intends for us. And uh, we know the remedy according to the passages, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that's a good passage to do a little study in, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Boy, that word thanksgiving really uh, kind of at times can throw a stick in the spokes <clears throat> when it comes to our prayer life. But nonetheless, take a look at it when you get an opportunity. But that peace of God is what we're looking for. So have you taken the matter to God in prayer? And you say, well, yeah, I have. Well, let me say this. And, and again, I, I'm going to be a little bit, um, I'll, I'll be a little bit, um, uh, I don't want to say critical, but I want to I make this statement and I want to kind of make a few statements, but it's, it's, it's sad how many in the midst of a decision are quick to point out that they have prayed about it or are praying about it. Now, you say that's, that's everybody seems to, to make that statement to me. <clears throat> so, you know, what's going on? Well, I prayed about it. Here's what I'm doing. Oh, really? Good. Well, I prayed about it. I, I mean, that is like kind of the go-to line. I prayed about it. So what'd you do? Prayed about it. And that's a great thing to do. <clears throat> Don't misunderstand me. That is a wonderful thing to do. <clears throat> but I want you to understand a few things about that statement then. First of all, what it should mean. Here's what it should mean when you say, I prayed about it, or I'm praying about it. Here's what it should mean. <clears throat> I can't make this decision on my own. I need God. That's what, that's what it should mean. Number two, I only want what God wants for me. I only want what God wants for me. Number three, I will accept whatever answer God gives me. That's what it should mean. I'm praying about it, or I've prayed about it. <clears throat> well, then it should mean those things. Number four, whether I understand it or not, I know that what he wants is best for me. Okay? That, that's what it should mean. So if, if you and I are discussing something and, and I say, well, I prayed about it or I'm praying about it, I should be saying to you, well, you know what? I'm just, not, I, I understand. I cannot make this decision on my own. I need God. I only want what God wants for me. 
I'll accept whatever answer God gives me. I'm okay with it. Smile on my face. I'll take it like a man. Whether I understand it or not, I know that what he wants is best for me. <clears throat> Here's what it normally means. Let me, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I say normally based on the fact that I'm trying to give you two, kind of like the Proverbs, you know. Okay, so here it is. As a Christian, I should pray about it. I'm expected to. So I got to say it. You know what I mean. Number two, I believe I know what God wants, and he hasn't told me no. I've prayed about it, or I've prayed about it, preacher. Now, I, I believe I know what God wants, but he hasn't, and he hasn't told me no. Oh, here's what, again, what it sometimes means. He hasn't told me yes, but he hasn't told me no. Sometimes it means, I know what makes me happy, and I know God would want me happy. That's what most people entering into relationships want to believe, right? He certainly wouldn't want me to be alone. He knows what makes me happy, and God wants me to be happy. And finally, I've spent at least 10 minutes praying about it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> come on. How often do we pray anyway? And then to say, well, I've been praying about it, that kind of almost gives you the insinuation that you're, you're putting an extra time in. Doesn't it kind of make you feel like somebody's really putting in a little extra effort there? Well, let's hope so. But I'm saying normally when people say that, I'm not always convinced that it means they've been praying or fasting or anything else like that. I'm, what it should mean, what it normally means. Now, let me tell you what it says. When someone says, I'm praying about it or I've prayed about it, here's what it really means. Here's what it says, I should say. I am following the Lord's leading. That's what it says. No, wait, not, this isn't whether you are or aren't. I'm just telling you, when you say to somebody, I'm praying about it, or I've prayed about it, you are telling them, and they are, they, they're saying, oh, he or she is following the Lord's leading. Number two, God is personally responsible for the outcome. Okay, now listen, I'm praying about it, or I have prayed about it, and this is where I'm going now. Well, then God is personally responsible for the outcome. That's what we're saying by this. He's, he's responsible. It's not my fault if it blows up. It's not my fault if it turns haywire, goes nuts or crazy. It's not my fault, whatever direction it goes. This is the answer God gave me. This is what God wants. Because then it, it lands on this one. Number three, the decision I make places me smack dab in the middle of his will for my life. And whatever happens is exactly what God wants for me. Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm praying. I've prayed about it, preacher. Then that means that's exactly your smack dab in the center of God's will. Whatever happens, that's what he wants. Now, all I'm saying is, when it comes time to consider this issue of looking for employment, we need to be very careful. I'm thankful that we've had men and women in this church that have been very careful 
to make good decisions in this area. But I'll tell you this, I have known others to make bad decisions. And they'll say, well, I prayed about it. And I got to think, wait a second. What, what's, what does that mean for a minute? How's come everything's going? I don't get it. I, I, I don't know sometimes. I, I, I don't know. You know, one of the biggest things I was concerned about about this project and this whole thing here at Community Baptist was what happens if God lets this fall on its face? You know, what happens if, because I was confident and con- convinced that God wanted us to, to, to take steps into this building. I, I was. But I also told the Lord, if he wants us to fail in it, that's okay with me because my reputation isn't important as his. And if he wants us to fail, then there must be a good reason for it. But either way, we will try our hardest in ourselves, trusting and depending on him to do the work. But he may want it to fail. He, that's his business. Just because he told me or told you or told any of us to go this direction or that doesn't mean it's going to lead us into wonderful places. Think about the children of Israel. They ended up in Mara, bitter water. Sometimes God will lead you to bitter water. But you've got to be willing to say, okay, that's exactly where God wants me then. Okay. I mean, if you really prayed about it, you can have that confidence. But remember, whether you have that confidence or not, when you say, I'm praying about it or I've prayed about it, that's what people expect you to have because that's what it really says is that you understand that wherever it lands you, it's the center of God's will and you can deal with it and you'll be all right. I'm just saying it's very serious, this matter of prayer because the world's watching and, 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 and each other, we're watching each other. And I need you to be strong, and I need to be strong, and we need to be able to depend on one another. And boy, I'll tell you what, prayer's important. I prayed about it. Well, I don't want things, I I, I want everyone that says those things to be serious about it. And and I need to be serious about it. Um, It's one of those things, I'll pray for you. (laughs) You ready to that? And then you find out a week later, you're going, oh man, I forgot to pray about that. You ever done that? Oh, I've done that plenty. And so what I do a lot of times now is say, yeah, can you pray? Let's pray right now, brother. Because <laughs> I know if I, if I wait till later, I may just whoo right over my head. And boy, I, I don't want to mess around with that prayer thing. You know, I don't want to give people the impression I'm doing something I'm not doing and that kind of thing. And, and so we got to be careful. But when it comes to this, considering our, our looking for employment, I'm just saying, have you taken the matter to God in prayer? And I mean, seriously spent some time Begging God to give you leadership, guidance, and direction, it's a big decision. And you need to make sure you include him in on it. Number two, a kind of a question with a question again. What should I consider when looking for employment? Well, will the new responsibility destroy what God is trying to build in your life? I think you need to ask yourself that. Will this new responsibility destroy what God's trying to build in your life? And, and again, I, you know, this is, a, this is important. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Again, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to have a verse in the Bible that says, you know, uh, make sure you don't take the wrong job because it could destroy what I'm doing in your life. That, you're not going to find that verse in the Bible. It's, it's not there. Not like that, okay? But watch what the Bible does say in 1 Timothy 4, 8. I think this is extremely enlightening and, boy, it's, it's really a neat verse. And it's one of those verses that 
that anybody who did not make the right New Year's resolution is very happy to read tonight. <laughs> Watch what it says. It says 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. For bodily exercise profiteth little. We can stop right there, amen? But anyway, for bodily exercise profiteth little. Watch this, though. It continues by saying, But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. I guess the truth is that too little emphasis is placed on spiritual matters in our lives too often. Again, I want you to note the emphasis now that Christ placed on the spiritual. Look at the emphasis he placed. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. Again, we're talking about, you know, what should I consider when looking for employment? And, and, and tonight I'm, I'm raising the thought, well, you know what? You need to be very careful that this new responsibility, this new job doesn't destroy what God's trying to build in your life. And, and I'm basing that on, a, on the, the, the fact that, that spiritual, the spiritual side outweighs the, the physical. Because God's trying to do something in your heart trying to do something in your life, is anything worth wrecking and ruining what God is attempting to accomplish in your life? Those are, those are questions we need to answer for ourselves. And they're the, the only way they're answered is through our own selves. I know what the biblical answer should be, but you have to make that decision. And so do I both in our own lives. Matthew 5, notice the emphasis that Christ himself puts on spiritual matters. And if thy right eye offend thee, Pluck it out, cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and that thy whole that and not thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Well, I tell you, that's that's expressing a tremendous amount of emphasis. On the spiritual. I, I mean, that's amazing, the, the emphasis here that he places. Now, question, what's God doing in your life? What is he doing in your life? Now, you're here tonight on a Wednesday night. My, I believe that you're in a p- place here tonight for a reason. You want to grow. You want God to do something. And, and I believe that if he hasn't been doing something along the lines, you'd have got pretty wore out and tired of being here. So God's doing something. So what is he doing in your life? Could this new job or this position stifle your spiritual growth? You have to take that into consideration. Now, I remember as a a child passing, well, it was years ago now, I mean years ago, passing Rex Humbard's church. Remember where that is up on State Road? Uh, It's now called the, it was the Cathedral of Tomorrow then. Uh, Matter of fact, I ran into, just the other day at a funeral I was doing, I ran into one of the men that was on staff there that was doing a lot of hospital visits. And we got a, man, had a great time of fellowship and the fact is, though, is that I still remember there driving past that at the time now, uh, and, 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 and I'd see this huge tower sticking out of the ground all the way up into the sky. I mean, a massive tower. And uh, that tower was being constructed on the property, and I think it had just kind of ended being worked on. They kind of stopped. It reached so high in the sky. I mean, I don't know. I guess it was supposed to be uh, a restaurant at one point. Apparently up on the top, it was going to spin. And man, I mean, it was a big project and it was going to be awesome. And yet all of a sudden it seemed that, well, they stopped working. They stopped working on it. Construction ceased. 
and it never resumed. The property has since changed hands and still that tower remains unchanged. And you know what? It's a greater eyesore with every passing decade. Wow. Just sitting there, just good for nothing. Good for nothing. I mean, decades it's been sitting there empty. Now, sadly, there have been believers who God is working on and building strong and mighty for him. But something changed and construction ceased. The outcome, a structure incomplete and never fulfilling its real purpose for existing. Because that building is not fulfilling its purpose, it's accomplishing nothing. Sitting there empty, vacant, useless in that regard. Listen, no human being is useless. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But we can become unusable for God. Or we can put ourselves in a position where, in a sense, we are useless in His hands. Because we don't allow ourselves to be used. Boy, construction began in your life. God God started that construction. But boy, it's important that you don't allow that construction to cease. Even a job is not worth that. Here's three thoughts that go along with that. First of all, growth and one of the main growth is one of the main goals of the Christian life. It begins the very moment we're saved. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I mean, it began the very moment you got saved, the very moment I got saved. Man, he began a work. Number two, you will determine whether or not you grow. You will determine that. Now, again, I I get it. I know through the years you'll hear people say things like, well, I wasn't being fed and this and that. And and, and, and listen, I I don't want to go into the details, and I'm sure there are situations that are just horrible. I I can't imagine maybe. I I, I don't want to even go there. I can't judge that, okay? But what I do know is this. Through the years I've known some that can say those very things that just a year earlier were telling somebody how wonderful the preaching and teaching was. A year later they're saying how they don't get fed. I don't know. Did, did somebody change? Did the message change? I don't know. I, I, I'll leave that up to you to figure out. But what I do know is that the passage here in the book of 1 Peter 2, 2 says that basically you and I are, are responsible. Watch what it says here. As newborn babes, 1 Peter 2, 2, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Desire. Do you want to know something? The greatest the greatest need that you have to grow is desire. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You ever watch a little kid, and little children, they come out in the hallways and stuff, and I just get a kick out of it. I love it all the time. I pull the same thing on everybody for the last 10 years because I haven't been around that long to do it much longer than that. But the fact is, is that little kids get there, and I say, you've got to stop growing. Quit disobeying your mom and dad. Quit growing up. And they go, I can't. I won't. Because they want to grow up. Little kids can't wait to grow up. And all of us that are getting older can't wait to stop growing. And, and, and here they are. They, they got a desire to grow. As believers, we ought to have a desire to grow. Boy, if we got that desire, I mean, that's, that's on us. 
And I'll tell you what, the truth is, is that what you really, if you really want to do something, you get it done, don't you? It seems like whatever people really want to do, they do. Boy, if you want to grow, you will find a way to grow. Now, again, there, God placed the local church in a place. He gave us pastors, teachers, and evangelists to do the work of the ministry. I get all that. But boy, I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter how many preachers, how many evangelists, how many churches, how many this or that or whatever. If there's no desire, mm, ain't going to happen. So growth is one of the main goals of the Christian life. It begins the moment we're saved. Two, you'll determine whether or not you grow. And number three, ultimately, you are responsible for growth. Why? Because you're commanded to grow. And so am I. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, he wants us to be growing consistently, regularly. It's a command. Therefore, I'm responsible to grow. So back to the question. Will the new responsibility destroy what God is trying to build in your life? That's a complex question at times, isn't it? You know what? I think it's important. I don't, you, you and I cannot be afraid to seek wise counsel from a respected brother or sister in Christ in this area. We, we really do. We need to ask people sometimes. People we respect in the Lord. Get some insight. Get some perspective. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 24, 6, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Now, we're often hesitant to seek advice or counsel, and I want to ask you why that is. Why is it that we are hesitant to seek advice or counsel? Anybody got any ideas? And if you, you're going to say something, make sure you say it loud enough so we can all hear it. And, and this echoes pretty good in here. Pride. Yeah, right here. Pride. pride. Okay, pride. Explain to me what that means. What, what do you mean by pride? Okay, the reason I don't ask somebody's opinion or, or get some insight or, or, or counsel is because of my pride. What's that mean? Okay, that's a good point. We don't want to let someone believe that we have a need or that we're not capable of coming to the conclusion on our own or that we're quite capable on our own. Yeah, very good. That's, that's a tremendous point. That's a very good point. And, and that was a good application of that point. I'm sure there are other ones with pride that we could be used as well. But that was a good application of the word pride. Maybe somebody else has another one concerning pride. But if you give me an answer, I'd kind of like to have you give me in a scenario how that works or why, it's, why you say what you're saying. Oh, Okay, so maybe they're afraid they're going to hear what they don't want to hear is what you're saying. Okay, maybe, maybe they've got an idea. Uh, if I ask so-and-so, they may tell me different. Okay, that, that's a good, I'm sure that's the case sometimes. Okay, is there, all the way in the back. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't need anybody to help me because God talks to me. Okay. <laughs> That's dangerous, isn't it? Okay, yeah, right here, brother. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you don't believe all the things that you're being told. 
okay, so maybe not only will I hear something different, but potentially I almost have put myself out there and it'll be look like that I didn't do it sincerely. Because if I really came to you seeking advice and then I don't even really take into consideration what you say or I don't allow it to even affect my decision in the long run, then maybe it appears as though uh, I'm not being accountable. I really don't want to hear what someone says. That the accountability... Okay, all right, sure. I, again, we're, we're kind of, it's, it's such a vast thing. It really is. And maybe one more. Anybody on this section? Because we've gotten these two sections already. All right, brother, go ahead. Oh, that's a good point, brother. Yeah, I, I don't know that I thought about that one. Yeah. It doesn't give an excuse now for, because now you've asked the, the, the people that you respected and now your things are going upside down and it's like, well, I just messed up. I made a mistake. And you're like, but you sought counsel. Why didn't you obey it then? That, wow, that one hurt. That hurts right there. That, that hurt me right there just hearing that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. I got to move on. on that. That's, that's all I want to hear. Thank you. That was good. Everybody, let's move on. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I, I want to say this too about that the, the issue here as we talk about this. And I know we're going to move along here. We got to get out of here. But um, when we start asking this question again, you know, does it destroy what God's doing in in our lives? When it, you start talking about a job or any other issue in your life. When is just as important as the what? When is just as important as the what? I think about Moses and his example uh, in the scriptures. Moses, of course, would ultimately confront, confront Pharaoh. And ultimately, we know he would lead the children of Israel out of bondage. And he would fulfill his destiny for existing, right? I mean, obviously God intended that Moses lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. And that's indeed what happened. What, what an amazing account. What a miracle that was. But remember 40 years earlier, Moses attempted to deliver the people of God also. And it failed. Remember, he, he took it into his own hands. And he killed the Egyptian he looked and saw the, the people of God and he felt for them and he wanted to see them being raised up out of the dust, so to speak. He didn't like the fact that they were being treated the way they were. And well, it didn't turn out quite like he thought. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 through 14, the Bible says, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto the, his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. He took and he looked this way and that way. You know, right? Boy, is that a picture, you know? That's a message right there. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killedst the Egyptian? 
And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. We know that Moses ultimately spends 40 years on the backside of the desert. And God, of course, speaks to him through a burning bush and sends him back to Egypt where he delivers the people of God. Why did he fail, though? I mean, his life was preserved as a baby by Pharaoh's daughter who gathered him up, raised him as her own son. He was likely trained and educated by the greatest minds in Egypt. That was his destiny, to deliver Israel. So why did he fail? Somebody might say, well, because God wasn't with him at that time. And I'd say that's true. But when was God with him? At the right time then. And that's the point. See, you and I can do the right thing at the wrong time. And when it comes to taking a particular job, there are often many factors that got to be considered or must be considered. First, our spiritual well-being should always take precedent over the physical. That's a reality. It ought to be the case. Most often, as you and I well know, at least in the world, the only factor that a person would take into consideration would be whether or not the position pays more. That's usually the main factor in most people's decision. But as believers, we know that that ought not to be the case. To relegate our decision to such fleshly and short-sighted elements is not wise in the least. You know what? Moses had the right idea at the wrong time. Moses was the deliverer, but when was just as important as what? And so all I have to say is be careful. Watch and be careful. Realize that if there's God's, God is doing something in your life, do not allow yourself to, to, to shortchange God in this area of your life because of a few things, physical things. Make sure the spiritual is significantly more important to you than the physical in that regard. Number three, and these I will move quickly. I don't have the long uh, paragraphs for these. Let me just share these with you. If you're being asked to move to another city, is there another church there which can continue to provide your spiritual needs? Again, that's extremely important and critical. I'll be frank with you, and you don't have to agree with this, but I believe based on what we just discussed and talked about, the spiritual being more important than the physical, I would never, ever, 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 ever move until I already had a church. I, I, w- I wouldn't take a chance on getting somewhere and not finding a ministry. Because there's not good churches everywhere. And I'm just saying, do your homework. Do your due diligence. Realize that there are people depending on you. And your spiritual well-being is important. The idea that, Dad, you don't need the God as much because you'll be working all the time. Or, Mom, you're busy with the kids. You've got so much going on here or there. Or you're working a job at home even. Maybe you've got a business or whatever you're doing. So I won't, have, I won't have to worry about that. I'll be fine. I'll just plug in. I'll just do what I normally do. And you better realize that your spiritual well-being is extremely important because if you as mom or dad struggle, your children will. So be careful, that's all. Just be careful. The Bible says in Matthew six thirty three, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. 1 Timothy 4, 8, but bodily exercise, as we said already, profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. 
2 Corinthians 4.18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So let's not be guilty of being short-sighted as believers. Let's make sure that we are providing for our spiritual well-being. That's so important. Number four and final. In looking for a change of jobs, are you running away from something you should be facing? And something you should be trying to correct? Are you just running away? You say, well, what do you mean? Well, I got thinking about this, and I think it's important to realize if you possess a character flaw that seems to follow you from employer to employer, rather than moving on, you should sure up the foundation. That's all. Be careful you're not just leaving because you've wore your welcome out. And, and there's something wrong in your character. Or maybe you're not the employee you ought to be in your character. And as a result of that, you can see the handwriting on the wall. I'm getting out of here now. Nobody's going to fire me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've seen that happen a few times. I've even made that statement a few times. But anyway, uh, wasn't my fault. But anyway, <laughs> that was actually school. But nonetheless, uh, and then I turned it around when I got out of the army. Okay, so anyway, address those issues in your life is what I'm saying. Correct them if you have to. You can't leave problems behind. Guess what they do? They always catch up and find you. And you know what? Here's one more thing in that area as we close. Maybe you struggle with relationship issues and find it difficult to get along with your bosses and fellow employees. It always seems there's somebody at work that just doesn't get along with the other people. You ever notice that? Well, it shouldn't be us as believers. That shouldn't be us. And, and that's not necessarily a reason to leave a job because everybody at work doesn't like you. It could possibly just be a red flag that you're in need of an attitude adjustment, maybe a personality overhaul, or even probably more realistic, a Christ-like perspective. Remember, this is a mission field we're on. We want to be careful that we represent our Lord Jesus Christ properly. So listen, you know what? Unfortunately, there are job changes that take place in the world we live in. I wish nobody, nobody at Community Baptist would ever have to take another job and leave our area. But that's not realistic, is it? It's not, it, it, it's not the world we live in today. But if you're going to take those, uh, make those decisions or if you have to uh, pray about those issues and God leads you in a certain direction, remember, you're going to a mission field Make sure you're picking and choosing according to God's will, that you're going to be right in the center of his will. Don't take a chance on it. Make sure you know what God's will is, the mind of God. Get it. Pray about it. Seek godly counsel if necessary. Ensure that your motivation's correct. And just do your very best with God's help to make the spiritual the most important thing in your life. If you'll do that, it'll all work out. It'll work out. God will take care of business. He'll work it out. And you know what? In the long run, we'll be okay too. Because see, the best place for you to be is in the center of God's will. And the best place for us is the same. And so God knows who and what's got to go down and who needs to be where they need to be when they need to be there. So you just trust the Lord with that and we will too. But, boy, I'll tell you what, be careful with that thing. Well, that concludes our series on that. I wonder, have you made the spiritual important in your life? The most important, not important, the most important.
tonight. Let's just take a minute real quickly. We're not going to waste a lot of time tonight. But let's all stand, every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know, maybe you're worrying with something today. Maybe you're feeling, the, maybe the Lord's closing some doors. I know in my own family, there are those that are seeking jobs and looking for work. And boy, I'll tell you what, I sure hope it doesn't lead them away from town. But you know what? That's God's business. That's not mine. That's his business. Boy, we need the mind of Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Won't you come? Is the Lord speaking to you about something? Maybe you've got a family member or maybe you know of a brother or sister in Christ that's maybe even looking for work or something. And you just want to pray for them that God will give them leadership and direction and bring them to the right place. Most won't move out of the area, but they will be moving to another job. Well, that's another mission field. We need to make sure we're right where God wants us.